0: Blog Talk Radio Good morning, it is Sunday morning in the Word And we are studying the Word of God Systematically Today we have more of a commentary But I believe that um, in the times to come It's going to really um, Bless you The direction that we're going We're going to do a short miniseries this month because we have brand um, new content, but I think in light of history and what happened yesterday and for the Supreme Court, I think it's best that we highlight some things uh, for our, our landing. Amen. need that confirmation, and we're going to get started. All right. Well, let's pray and not delay, and then I'll get into that commentary. If you want to get a notebook? The next two weeks, we're going to talk about advancing accountability. Let's pray. Father, we praise you and thank you for this day. Knowing that this is the day that you have made, we will rejoice and be glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I leave you to depend on the Holy Spirit who is the educator, who is the guide, and I thank you that this day lives will be changed as a result of your word proclaimed, and for that alone we give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' precious name, amen. You know, we as the body of Christ have to become distinctively different from the world. Our perspective should be different. Uh, from what we see on a day-to-day basis. But you know what? In order for that to happen, we have to answer the call. And so for the next two lessons, I want to talk about answering the call through advancing accountability. I just believe that God will enable you to do great exploits in his names, but you have to answer the call. And I never forget, as a little boy... I used to love the song, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. But if you never pick up the phone and call him up, you'll never find out what he wants of you as well. So we want to make certain that we answer the call. But in order to do that, we have to be accountable for that, which we have been called to. And we have to know that that if God called us, he will qualify his reasons for calling us by giving us not only answers but um, insights on what he's called us for in the first place when the call of God came to Jonah he could not see beyond his own selfish desire for God to punish the Assyrians how could God want him to take the message of mercy to such a people before Jonah could rely on God's message, he had to be broken. He had to learn something about the mercy of the Lord. Through his fight to tarnish, his shipwreck, and his time to the great fish, Jonah was convinced in a powerful way that all salvation comes from the Lord. And because God's supreme power, only God decides where to pour out his salvation and his mercy. So, in other words, he learned to serve. Jonah found himself in that very position, but his own desire won out and over God's for a period of time, or so he thought. And we often see in our own lives God accomplish his purpose through Jonah, even though it meant God, dishing out some heavy dose of humiliation on a prideful and unwilling heart. And while Jonah eventually departed and proclaimed God's message, the lessons of his story does not end there. Jonah prophesied to Nineveh, but he, ha- he wasn't happy about it, Jonah 4.1. And here we find another touchstone for our lives that aligning our desires with God is always a process. And just because we go through the motions of following God's will does not mean our hearts are aligned with his his plans. Jonah's actions and his heart were different, but God wanted his heart and his actions to be aligned, and he wants ours to be aligned as well. The call of God requires humility and a head and a heart aligning to such, submitting to the will of God as final authority and walking out our humility with reverence and fear to the Lord. It's a journey, the dying of self to spirit, evolving into the nature of God. It's a process that takes a lot of time, that comes from a lot of persecution and provokes you to deep-seated prayer and supplication in the spirit, and although there are benchmarks that sing glorious affirmations, there are many times that that process points you to actual, um, to actual success that often goes unnoticed and unrecognized. So I say to you, welcome to ministry, where it's all about submitting one's heart and mind. To the services and objectives of God, and not my will, but Thy will be done. And then the nature of God becomes our resolve to fulfilling the task which God unveils in our hearts. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Fulfillment will come when the sacrifice and the service and many times the tireless efforts to achieve points of success, <laughs> success won't shake us because the situations will challenge us to pass through the storms so that ministry will become a priority. Amen? Now, in order for all of this to become relevant to us, we have to advance accountability because true service and sacrifice is a mentality that is not innate. Let me say that again. True service and sacrifice is not a mentality that is innate our willingness to serve and our willingness to sacrifice is something that is, uh, that is birthed out of conviction. So we have to be, that conviction has to be birthed out of accountability. And so God will place you under people to provide a, a source of conviction for you to have the mentality to serve. And, um, and I could give you a and I probably will do that in the next lesson give you an exhausted um give you an exhausted um outlook on what it means to serve the Lord, but I want to talk about this accountability because there's too many times see one of the things I learned you can't stand you can't understand until you stand under a a guideline a principle that help you. Empower. First of all, identify what it is, what it means. But um, you, you, what it means to have that principle. You get what I'm saying. So one of the things I want to do today is spell out accountability, because I just believe that if you are accountable, you will, you will, your calling and your ability to answer the call will um, be empowered. And back to our example in Jonah, the the reason why Jonah uh, struggled was because he had no accountability. And what God did in the process of circumstances was provide accountability. And accountability will often remind you to be humble. Right now, the greatest attribute of a leading a leader or any leader is their ability to be led. So I want to answer today, why is accountability needed? Why is accountability needed? Three things. Accountability is needed uh, because accountability forms a community of support to a road of success in ministry. See, if you're going to be a person in ministry, and this is, this is good, if you're going to be someone in ministry, you need to find somebody that will hold you accountable to what God has called you to do. And a lot of times uh, um, that, is, that is that the person has to be worthy. And one of the things the Bible says uh, in the Scripture, walk worthy of your vocation. Did you hear what I'm saying? It says, walk worthy. Let me let me find that scripture for you. And I don't want to exhaust it. Uh, of your calling. Do you hear what I'm saying? Um, it's found in Ephesians uh, chapter 4. I, therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of your vacation. Walk worthy of your vocation, which means there's a place. Now, listen. A vocation is a result of your. Your uh, what you work, or what you have been called to do. you get what I'm saying? But you have to walk worthy, and I like the word worthy because there's a worth that you created in what in your ability to exercise what God has called you to do. And and so a lot of people that's what I what I don't see in this new generation of ministers. They don't have a worthy walk. They don't have a sense of, um, in a lack of better words, pride for the, the profession of ministry. And, and I'm, just, I'm using ministry as an example, but some of you are accountants. Some of you are lawyers. Some of you are doctors. Some of you are janitors. Some of you are teachers. Some of you are uh, medical physicians. Some of you are med- in the medical field. Some of you are secretaries. You have to develop worth in your vocation. That whatever you do, you do it as unto the Lord and not to men, not being men-pleased, but God-pleased. And would God be acceptable? What would Jesus do? Or what would God think about what you are doing? You have to develop a worthiness of it because that will motivate you to be accountable in ministry. First of all, accountable to yourself, but then God will place people in your life. You know, I love the scripture that faith cometh by hearing and hear by the word of God. But it goes on to say, how can they hear? Do you get what I'm saying? And the scripture lets us know that you need to be connected to somebody that helps you advance. Hallelujah. And so we have to um, make certain, and I wanted to pull that out because I just believe that we need to advance in accountability that that will advance the call. The call of God on your life will happen when somebody can help form a community of support. Secondly, form, frame a foundation, spiritual maturity in you through impartation. So accountability will frame a foundation through impartation. You get what I'm saying? Now, what do I mean by that? Impartation, uh, you know, there's a, there's a blessing of the right hand. I would, I would take you to, uh, what was it, Noah? Uh, not necessarily Noah. No, 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 no. Oh, man. The sons of Israel. The blessing. I, I would take you on the theology behind the laying on of hands. But the indication is that the impartation is passed down from generation to generation. The right hand of blessing. It was Noah because he crossed his hands on his son because there was a prophetic utterance on their lives. But the prophecy is to keep you cognizant of what you are assigned to do. But the impartation gives you the power to do it by a guided hand. Do you get what I'm saying? Meaning that the hand of blessing or the hand of impartation uh, allows you to to feel the conviction behind your vocation. And what we, we don't have enough people doing today is laying hands of impartation through wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And that is you got to be able to learn. You've got to have a foundation because just hearing a call and answering the call are two different things. A lot of people hear a call, but they're not answering that call because they have not had a frame, a foundation for their spiritual maturity through impartation. And so thirdly, accountability will focus the minister on the promise and, and and preliminaries, not the process, because times will be challenging. So one of the things that we want to do in ministry is always have a focus. And so what do we see? Let's use the Supreme Court situation that took place with Associate uh, uh, Justice Kavanaugh. His election was very shaky, and now his his even though he is sworn in as a justice, most likely his his story will not fall on deaf ears. the The burden of proof was absolutely um, the uh, charge behind this situation, and because of the hypersensitivity of political um, agendas, there's a there is a and now there's some accusations that have come against him. There's some policies um that don't seem favorable and we have to be be due diligence in the in the judicial system, which is extremely corrupt. However, this young man has um been a judge for a number of years and he was on served on the federal bench for a number of years. So now, as a Supreme Court Justice, he served under Bush administration and he helped with the Trump campaign. (coughs) So Trump has nominated him. He felt like he was castrated or uh, attacked by the accusations of these people that come up at the last minute when he is on an interview to be nominated as the Supreme Court. The burden of proof lacked the. Um, FBI did an investigation um, but but whether the investigation was done or not the votes with the Republicans being that they are the majority in the House and the Senate just totally um, obliterated any opposition and so the the United States is upset because of the uh, uh, the tense um, the tense that's created by the distinction and the um, diverse perspectives, and um, the accusations are still out there, but he was confirmed and sworn in the same day, and he is a justice today, and he will start at serving as early as this coming Tuesday. The key to it was the key to this situation is that it sparks of anger and an ambition to really get involved into the legislative process. And the three systems are judicial, executive, and um, I believe it's the, uh, oh, Lord, Lord, God, this is fundamental, Jesus. My mind is racist because I'm trying to bring it back in, but what, what we saw was there was no form of community prior. The reason why the, uh, it didn't work was because there was no form of community to really secure his accountability prior to this to this case, we saw the same thing happen with Clarence Clarence Thomas several years ago. And what 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 the what the situation is pointing to is the need for stricter uh, regulations to be placed on the process. But we want to pick apart the candidate, but really it's the process that's corrupt. Uh, if if those type of um, accusations are brought up immediately, there should be some process um, that, that, um, that forces um, a halt in the system until there's answers that can be verified. But if that's done, then it also has to be regulations established um, in, in prior to the vetting of the candidacy that needs to be reevaluated and how people can apply. For such positions so that way that when it's time to do the interviews and the last final acts it won't be as dramatic. But even if it was dramatic, it didn't change the vote. So so we have to look as 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 Christians, we should have a we should have a bigger perspective than a political persuasion and learn how to be moved with the compassion of Jesus. No way we can we can uh, exercise compassion like Jesus had is if we think like he thinks. And I keep telling the body of Christ that because we are not properly aligned to the Holy Spirit, it is hard to see a spiritual awakening take place in our society because we are not spiritually sensitive. We're not aligned to the right allegiance. And accountability forces us to have proper allegiance to God and His convictions. And um, when we see that restored, we'll see this, this this accountability reinforce the changes that we seek. And so it will be as a result of forming a community, framing the foundation, and focusing on the promises and or the promises and preliminaries and not always the process. And we just have to have courage while we look not at the things that are seen, because the things which are seen are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. We just have to believe that God will, in spite of our inability to align ourselves to accountability, He will, by His sovereign hand, step in our situation and show us that he's God and he has the answers. So reasons why modern ministers refuse authentic accountability is quite simple. Improper training on what it takes to be effective, immaturity and submission issues, and ignorance about the value of serving God. And until those things are restored, we're going to continue to see what we saw in this process of defilement and disgrace, what does it mean to have a proper covering and a proper accountability? Well, it means that we find certain virtues in certain people. One, we find a worthy leader. We find a worthy leader. And I remember I was telling you to walk worthy of a vocation because, listen, ultimately God places you in a process to make you a, a pillar of that process. So when he takes you through a process, he wants you to get the answers that you – or he wants you to attain the answers that he has purposed in his heart uh, so that you can be that worthy leader. Hallelujah. So it's not just to uh, start off by just gaining accountability, but it's also being accountable so someone can look at you and receive accountability <clears throat> the second is you need written guidelines on how to follow them because a lot of times people have they they try to do this relationally and everything is not based on relationship mentorship partnership uh collaborations and and things like that are a little more uh secular terms but they give a connotation of of a function outside of emotional connection. And, 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 and in order to be effective and to be accountable to some people, you have to strip the, yourself of an emotional connection because sometimes you're going to need to function when your emotions don't understand. So you need to have a written guideline on how to follow them. But not only that, you need to have a worldview or a world outlook that is biblically based. Meaning that at the end of the day, because there might be challenges uh, of following them because it conflicts with the Scripture. And that's when you'll know when to cut the ties with the people that you're accountable because you're not accountable to people eternally. And then there's a window of mutual benefits, a window of mutual benefits, because ultimately there's a wide door of exit. There's a wide door of exit. Now, what do I mean? All accountability is short lived because Jesus is Lord. Why do I say that? There comes a time, the Bible says, a child different nothing from the servant, though he is Lord of all. He has placed on the governing, uh, governing, uh, governing tutors until the appointed time of the Father. So they're, they're not to be eternal, but they are to help set and establish uh, uh, maturity. Train and and values to serving God, because ultimately you perform for an audience of one. Coverings should not be conditional to your state of giving; they should not be controlling through manipulative and blind obedience tactics, or cosmetically conditional based on appearance, status, competition, or the need of, of support. So you never get accountability for external appearance you get accountability so that you can grow and and how do how do I how can I know that I'm not properly covered one you have no spiritual direct special times of impartation no space for it to communicate uh, no systems of support structures and no signs of wonders that prove that it was worth it so what will God do when we are covered with real accountability because we that's what that's what we are we are looking to see happen and politics don't have it and the poor don't have it either <laughs> so what, what what do we have to do and what will God do when we are really under real accountability number one he will empower the process through sanctification of heart and a passion of imitating him. So, in other words, we embark on a strategic consecration. We separate and sanctify the Lord God in our heart. We esteem righteousness and God in heaven because he's an all-holy God that cannot look on sin, and we empower prayer and supplication. Secondly, we establish healthy relationships in the worship and in a worship community by using worship as, a, as a, a, a template. And what do I mean? And I'll, I'll expand this next week because we're out of time. We'll have true relationships with accountability that refines and reforms our compassion. And other Christians, especially those seeking salvation, true relationships with accountability will result as a result of the power of reconciliation and true relationships with accountability will confront improper etiquette and encourage a high high characteristics of ethical integrity. So I'm going to expand that next week. And we'll we'll uh we'll go into that relationships because because we want to advance ultimately the call, we want to answer the call, but we want to advance to accountability. And then thirdly, we want to equip the process with greater works because it's going to require words, We want to equip, uh, uh, equip us with light and wisdom and knowledge and understanding, which God will grant. We want to equip ourselves with living proofs and precepts for a balanced living, and then we want to equip ourselves with a loving, long-lasting, supportive encouragement to impart and impact the next generation. Amen. Amount of time but I believe that, that, that gave us a good starting point to advance the call or answer the call through advancing accountability because God wants us to be accountable. To serve this present age in my calling, to fulfill with all thy powers engaged, to do the master's will. And when we are truly, as believers, um, serving the Lord and answering the call, we'll see a glory unfold within our hearts that transforms us from the inside out. Father, I pray today that folk will answer the call. They will advance to accountability that you will bring not only light in our path, but people to show them the ins and the outs of the load of your cross and our convictions. Our soul says yes this morning. Yes to your will. And yes to your way, in Jesus' name, amen.